Welcome to Brazilian Politics, the podcast where three political analysts talk about all things Brazilian politics. In today's episode, we will discuss new presidential polls, the start of ads on TV and radio, electoral ads, and the consequences of the Superior Electoral Court decision on Lula's candidates. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Brazilian Politics. I'm Michael Lopez. I'm here with Lucas Aragão and Thiago Aragão. How are you guys doing? Hi, guys. Hello, everyone. All right. So this week, we're going to have a very busy week. We have four presidential polls uh, expected to be released this week. Uh, the BTG poll has already been released. And then we have three other ones throughout the week. I wanted to get a sense from you guys of what should we expect from these polls? Should we see any big changes, any new trends? What do you think? Well, Michael, uh, this is Lucas. My first comment is that uh, the first poll, uh, which was going to be released this week, has already been released yesterday. BTG Pactual poll conducted by phone with 2,000 voters. It did show an increase in the rejection of Alckmin. It did show uh, Marina... Uh, sliding down a little bit from the previous polls, and Ciro being the, the main winner of this round uh, of the poll by BTG. A lot of people are skeptical, given that it's a phone poll, uh, and we have this week still two larger polls uh, that are coming out, especially the Datafolha poll with more, over 8,000 voters, and all of, of, the vote, of the interviews conducted between September 4 and 6, meaning that all of the exposure of the ads on TV for at least three, four days will be shown. So Alckmin expecting to grow a little bit in this uh, Datafolha poll, uh, which comes comes this week. Hello, everyone. This is Tiago here speaking. Uh, yes, the, the impact of the polls uh, this week, they're going to start to see a different angle of the election that we haven't seen so far, which is the TV ads. And the, the poll from Thursday from Datafolha is definitely a, a key one for us to observe how these, these new trends of the current election are going to shape up in the minds of the voters. And these two trends are the TV ads, how the, the current candidates are performing with their TV ads, and also the effects of the electoral court decision regarding Lula's candidacy. So I think that the main things for us to observe this week is how these two major issues were reflected by the polls. And just to touch on the importance of electoral polls in the history of political analysis in Brazil, um, we have a study that says that from 1989 to 2014, we see that the candidate that held the first place position in the polls always won the elections. Now, uh, of course, this election is a little different. We have uh, a different timing, a shorter race. Uh, we have less money. Um, how do you guys think that these new conditions for this electoral cycle affect not only the final result, but the usefulness of these polls? Well, Michael, uh, I think that the, the, the situation in this election is definitely much different from, from others. We are 35 days until the electoral day, and we have four or five candidates in a, in a situation of being uh, viable to win, or at least to be in the second round. I think that from now until the, the election day, we will start seeing an increased pressure in the establishment candidates. 
because Marina and Bolsonaro and even Ciro, they are in a situation uh, that they have gained significant uh, intention numbers, Bolsonaro 20, 25 in some numbers, Marina floating between 10 and 15, Ciro between 10 and 12, and with little structure besides the internet, besides some recall. I think the month of September is the establishment month, meaning that the, the, the political candidates from the establishment will have to establish themselves as viable uh, candidates. If they don't, as, as the day uh, comes closer to the election day, the, the anxiety in their, in their campaign will, 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 will start to increase even further. So we have uh, really a situation in September where all the fundamentals of how electoral races are played and, and won in Brazil will be tested. And in the end of this cycle, us electo political and electoral analysts will have to probably uh, uh, bring new variables to the way that we analyze po politics in Brazil. Yeah, variables is a very, very good word for us to take in consideration right now. The variables changed completely. Uh, historically, the Brazilian elections were the second most expensive in the world. Uh, for example, in 2014, we had the second most expensive electoral campaign in the world. Uh, the, the corporate uh, financing of campaign in Brazil is no longer accepted, is, is prohibited. So this was a key variable that shaped a lot of the campaign in the past that no longer exists. Right now, one of the key variables that we still have there that have not played their decisive role is the position of the undecided voters. So the month of September will no, not only uh, consolidate the numbers that the candidates already have, not only uh, offer an opportunity for the candidates with TV time to increase their numbers, but also for the undecided voters to position themselves. And they are the ones that will uh, decide the elections this year. Uh, I agree with that, Thiago. I think uh, the, the pressure on Geraldo Alckmin um, representing the, the establishment, the center, is going to be huge given that the PSDB and the, the political center itself expected Alckmin to be at a much higher level uh, than he is right now. And I think also as far as uh, votes transferred from Lula to Haddad, um, how the, the PT ads impact these votes um, is, is going to be very important. But just a, as a counterpoint to, to the idea that um, the September will be dedicated to this exclusively, I just want to remind listeners that in September we'll also have a series of debates and interviews that are scheduled. Um, we have uh, interviews on a global uh, channel. We have a TV Gazeta and Estadão, Correio Brasiliense and TV Brasilia, Jornal da Globo will have a series of interviews, um, and, and it, the list goes on and on. Um, so I think something that Bolsonaro showed with his Jornal Nacional interview is that candidates that don't necessarily have a large party structure to or, or access to funds um, for these TV ads um, they can also use alternative media um, like an interview to Jornal Nacional and have large-scale repercussions from those events as well. Just to our, our listener to know, uh, in the past, the undecided voters uh, were, were high, but we are viewing a situation in Brazil where the, we, we, we very rarely have reached this point of the election with such a high number 
of voters that declare the non-vote, meaning undecided, or those who actively say, I will not vote for anyone. I will make my vote, uh, I will not vote. I'll press the blank or no button when, when, when the day comes. And But also historically in Brazil, uh, the undecided voter the one that chooses the vote, the, his candidate in the last days or the last day of the election, he normally goes to the candidates with the biggest exposure in the last uh, weeks of the campaign. So I think this is what makes the campaign of Alckmin and Haddad confident at this point. But the thing is, if they don't react or show signs of reaction by September 15, there's great chances that their allies, the people that are supporting them on the on the on the ground may lose a little bit of motivation because they will see no light at the end of the tunnel for them. Thank you for that, Lucas. Um, I think we can move on to our next topic, which is the candidates' um, TV ad strategies. Uh, what what we have learned from them, and uh, what we can expect during these TV ad season. Michael. Um the, the TV ad season is a very classic historical element of the Brazilian elections. Um, it, it is part of our culture. We ha it has created some folkloric characters over the past years. Uh, and most of the time, it was the only major way for the voter to educate himself about the candidates. This changed a little bit. And right now, the, the TV ads, they share a, an important space with the social medias. However, they still remain very, very important. And the curiosity around the TV ads this year is that the, the, the TV ads, they represent a, uh, or they demonstrate a polarization that it's not the actual polarization that we see in the elections because it, it's a very diluted campaign with several candidates. But on the TV time, we have uh, Geraldo Alckmin from the PSDB with more time than anyone else. And we have Fernando Haddad from the PT with a considerable amount of time as well. Both of them are in desperate need to get votes. And they will use this opportunity the, more, the most they can uh, with very emotional messages in order to try to, to guarantee this position in the second round. I think uh, an interesting point about this year's elections also, if we look at the larger context, I think this is the presidential election with the with the most pervasive use of social media, um, not only in the political world, but just in, in Brazil as a whole. Um, and uh, there have been a lot of discussions on, you know, traditional media, TV ads versus social media. And I think one thing that we have yet to see in Brazil is the extent to which social media can be used to gain new supporters, to introduce new people to uh, a political idea. We've seen Bolsonaro very effectively use social media to galvanize his support base, to have them meet him at airports and be very fervent in, in supporting him. But if we look at the polls, Bolsonaro was polling at 19% in January of this year. He was still polling at 19, 20% um, in June, July, and while he has made some gains uh, in, in recent months, um, it seems that it was difficult for him to get new supporters on social media as opposed to what we've seen um, with TV and traditional media. Mike, uh, at 
at around 60% rejection, according to some polls, uh, 55, and about a 20, 20-something um, uh, voting intention, Bolsonaro has clearly shown uh, where he, 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 he might get in this first round. Social media, as you said, has been extremely important for him to, to, to aggregate uh, this disenfranchised voter who completely hates PT and at the same time used to vote for the PSTB but now rejects the PSTB because of the PSTB's involvement with the car wash operation. So they just want someone that has an anti-PT narrative, that has a more pro-market, less state uh, vision uh, as the PT. That is why Bolsonaro brought uh, the Paulo Guedes, the economist, but they were able to find this disenfranchised voter. There is still this huge bulk of voters who are undecided that are maybe not in love with politics to be searching for a, a candidate in the internet uh, that will be looking for the television to maybe not fall in love with a candidate, but choose the the, the one that he, he hates the less. That is why I truly believe that we will have a very establishment or political establishment candidate in the second round, either Alckmin or Haddad. Uh, also, we see the characteristics of the TV ads that they bear responsibility for the sponsor of the ad. So everything that Alckmin, Haddad or other puts in their TV ad, there is a direct responsibility from them from the type of information they're sharing. And as it happened in the United States, perhaps not to the same extent, the volume of fake news in Brazil and distorted news is increasing every single day. But distorted news and fake news, they are not strongly used in TV ads as they are in the social media. Because in social media, it is very hard for you to blame directly the candidate because of the way that the information is distributed. So we see different styles of information circulating around. And we also see how this type of information uh, affects the voter. And today, the voter is much more susceptible to the type of information which is similar to fake news than to anything else. I, I also think that the, the TV ads, uh, at least in Brazil, I think are traditionally seen as a, a more legitimate space. Um, there, there's, of course, there's a lot of fake news and a lot of uh, forwarding of different stories on WhatsApp, uh, Twitter and Facebook, all those social media that uh, Brazilians love to use. But I think uh, TV ads in, in the mind of, of the Brazilian voter, they occupy a different space. And I also want to highlight um, that Brazilian voters are very low information if you look at the voting population as a whole. Uh, if we look back in, in the 2014 elections, 15% of voters said that they decided who to vote on the day of the elections. So it's, it's not a, a highly informed, highly educated voter that are going to go on different social media pages and compare and contrast. Um, and I think this is where TV, traditional TV, could have an advantage. Let me just add just two dates, datas for the listener about TV ads uh, to close this topic. The first one, the first day of, of TV ads in, in, in Brazil, the, 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 I got a, a data here, which I find it's very important that 68% of, of, of the televisions in, in Sao Paulo were tuned in the TV ads. So out of 10 televisions in, 
in, in Sao Paulo, almost seven, 6.8 TVs were, were watching the political ads. Uh, so, and another data is that the older the population gets, the more he gets informed through the television uh, regarding politics. It's uh, almost 50% in the voters uh, above 60 age. And as this age group goes down, the proportion migrates more to social media. I think this is a good time for us to move on to our final topic of this podcast, which is the decision by the Superior Electoral Court last week that prohibited Lula from running in these elections as a candidate and also made some important determinations regarding his appearance on uh, PT-sponsored electoral ads. Um, Thiago, any ideas? Well, this was this, this was expected, the decision from the Electoral Court. And we have to see this deeper than the decision itself. Uh, this decision of the court was expected. And as it's expected, the strategy of the PT to pursue this as farther as they can. And while pursuing this as farther as they can, uh, they guarantee that Lula concentrates a number of votes with a particular set of voters uh, impeding other candidates from the center-left to fight for these votes for the moment. So the longer that Lula is able to claim that he's a candidate, although he cannot run, the longer a group of voters will stay linked emotionally to Lula, increasing their chances of, at the end of the day, voting for whoever Lula tells them to vote. Brazil is a, a country where the bureaucracy and the red tape and the, the procedural uh, uh, aspect of, of the law and the electoral system allows Lula to have been uh, unable to run for months now, uh, but legally unable to run for just a week. So creates this, this, this strategy on the PT. I think the PT is right uh, in, in terms of strategy. Obviously, is not right in terms of the way that it acts Continuously, continuously provoking the the legal system in Brazil, but in terms of strategy, they they might not be doing the the best thing in terms of transforming Adagi into the, the 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 viable candidate, the more the even more viable candidate he could be. But the thing is, the PT is more worried, and I spoke to some PT guys about that, about electing congressmen and senators and state congressmen, because the size of your party in Congress is what determines the influence of your party in the country. It's what determines how much TV time you're going to have four years from now. It's what determines your access to the public resources, which is the biggest source of money for parties. By keeping Lula alive, it energizes the base. And Lula alive as a candidate is much more uh, is much stronger as an as a influencer to these candidates to reach their goal of attending the, the, the Congress and, and, and gaining seats than Adagi would ever be. So the strategy might be a little bit confusing for Adagi and top-down for him to become the next president, but it's definitely effective down, bottom-up, uh, keeping the PT uh, strong in the, in, the, in, the, in the Congress. Great points overall, guys. I wanted to thank our listener for tuning in this week. Tune in again next week for more discussions on Brazilian politics. Thank you. <laughs>